welcome to the first edition of 2022 of the CDG BizCast. I'm your host, Christian Gonzalez, the co-owner of Creativity Design Group, a digital marketing firm in Houston, Texas. This podcast specializes in information related to entrepreneurship, marketing, consumer affairs, and fraud fighting. My guests today are Face Down Tragedy and Chef Jay, the host of the After the Shuffle podcast on YouTube. Thank you for joining me, guys. Please, the After the Shuffle podcast, and let us all know what, what your show's about. Thank you, Christian. Uh, basically, uh, how we got started is uh, I started actually just a small channel on YouTube in around 2020, about the, the time the whole pandemic era started, just as a way to pass some time and to pass some boredom. I did uh, guitar videos and tutorials and so forth. After about eight months of that, it got kind of old. I was running out of things to do, and um, Chef Jay and I had been talking quite a bit during that process, and I, I um, you know, watch Trilogy, I watch all the scam baiters, I was just in this big scam baiter phase, everything that was on, I would watch it. So I had uh, mentioned to him about, you know, I kind of want to do something different with this channel, which is why it's still under Face Down Tragedy right now, and, um, but I kind of want to do something, uh, in dedication, you know, we know Trilogy, we love Trilogy, we love the guys, we love the crew, but, you know, I wanted to do something in honor of the people who help support them and keep them going and respect them as much as we do, and that's the uh, Trilogy family, the squad. And uh, we wanted to do a show, something in dedication to them. Everybody sees them during the streams, in the chat, they recognize the names, they talk to them, they become family, which is what they are, but we wanted to provide a way where we can provide a face with the name, and if they want the opportunity to do that, we would give them an outlet to do it, as well as discuss, like we're discussing now, scam, scam baiting, what's new out there. Uh, it kind of involved into other topics as well that we feel that are important to bring forth to the community uh, other than just scam baiting, but that's pretty much our main goal. We want to just give back to the squad uh, and, and thank them for helping all, all of us just helping become Trilogy what it is. Um, and how we become after the shuffle, uh, because before that, I was just considering myself face down live on the rare occasion I would go live. Chef Jay, who is my streaming partner and the one that I've been talking to, and we decided to develop this together, he actually, uh, and I don't know how many people actually know this because I didn't, he actually okay. come up with the uh, T-shirt and the term, if you, I'm sure you've seen it, uh, Eat, Sleep, Shuffle. Right, yes. The guys developed that into a shirt, I assume. And that's his slogan. And from there, that's how we kind of broke down the name. And I'll kind of, if Jay wants to, uh, break it more further down from there. Sure. Hi, everybody. My name's Seth Jay. I'm a chef from the Chicago area. And since I met Face on Tragedy, or Anthony, like he said, we came together. And we kind of collaborated forces. And we came up with the thing after the shuffle. Well... The name of that came around because of the t-shirt that I came up with, um, Eat Sleep Shuffle. Well, one of the nights, I couldn't sleep because I have insomnia like most people. So I was sitting in bed one night, and I was like, I wish I could just eat, sleep, and shuffle like everybody else can. <laughs> so hence the name, I came up with the shirt. And ever since then, it was a big hit. And it is, it's a great shirt design. 
it, it definitely looks great in the uh, in the Trilogy Media store. And I, I need to do a quick intro over what scam baiting is because our audience out there is probably doesn't know that there's even such thing as scam baiting. I, I, I read it all the time. A lot of people say they don't know what scam baiting is and they didn't even know it was a it was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing till about about three years ago when when a random video appeared in my in my recommended list. It was from another scam baiter. I'm I'm sure you all are both familiar with scammer revolts, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Good guy. Right. Yes, Scammer Revolts was the first scam baiter that I started watching. And what scam baiting is, is um, it means calling scammers up, wasting their time as a means to either expose them and slash or try to save victims. Because when, when you call a scammer to waste their time, you're saving another victim because you're stopping that scammer from calling an actual person who they might actually steal money from. There's a lot of people out there who fall for these scams every day. And the purpose of today's episode is to create some awareness about this. We want people to understand that there is a lot there's a lot of fraud going on out there. And, you know, we are a business podcast. I also want to address some business scams later in the show as well, too. But let's talk about some of the biggest red flags that everybody should be looking out for. So what would you say are some big red flags that people need to look out for when somebody calls them claiming to be from the IRS or the Social Security Administration or even if it's with those tech support scams that are from those fake pop-ups? Right. Uh, well, that's a good point. Uh, from IRS to Publishers Clearing House, nine times out of ten or almost always, they're going to, to pretend they're from an organization that you already know of or that you may be already affiliated with. If it's a credit card or something like that. Uh, everybody knows who the IRS is. We've all seen the Publishers Clearinghouse commercials. So um, that that's one of the things. I, they're they're going to be somebody that, that you are familiar with, you already know, because my personal work experience, I've worked for many, many years in a call center, both in sales and customer service. And the main thing, whether it's in one of those categories, sales or service, is and your the scam the victims are a customer to these people, and that's to build rapport with your customer, and that's what they're going to be doing by saying, "I'm from this company, you know me." There's a problem with your account. There's you owe money to the your IRS. There's a problem with your Medicaid. So they're going to they're going to they're going to associate with something that you already have nine times out of ten, and you're very familiar with. And of course, you're going to be worried if there's a problem with. Right, right. It It's very scary that they make themselves sound so legitimate. I mean, the thing is that people should really be looking out for the fact that they may be getting a call from one of these organizations, and they might tell them that, for example, let's talk about the vacation scam. They'll tell you that you have unused hours, and you need to use them to, to book a trip to maybe to Florida or someplace like that. And here's the thing. If you know for sure that you've never bought any vacation time anywhere, which is what they'll tell you. The scammers try to make you think you can actually buy vacation time. Chances are you didn't buy it. Yeah. Yeah, they usually they'll try, try to associate it like like you just said with a with a problem with an account that exists or a prize that you've won or can take opportunity of. Right. It's very heartbreaking because there are a lot of people who they just they get these calls, they take them seriously, and they don't think anything of it. They don't think of it as suspicious, or they sometimes it goes even far 
as to them going to the bank to withdraw money that they're not even supposed to give to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is true. And they, they prey on the elderly a lot. Yes, that's that's very true. I mean, everybody is their target, but the elderly is their number one main target in, in terms of certain types of scams, especially the tech support scams. And, in fact, I saw a video from another scam baiter a while back where he pretended to be a little kid answering the phone. And what do you guys think that the scammer told the little kid? I, I want you all to take a guess. What do you think he told the little kid? My name's Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> I think I see the video you're talking about, but I, I don't I don't remember the conversation, but I do remember that video. <laughs> it was that was a while back. Well, um, what what ended up happening was that the scammer told him, thinking that he was talking to a little kid, he told him to go to mom's purse, get her credit card out, and just start reading the number to him. That's all it I took. Do That's how cold That's and low they get. They'll, they'll manipulate little kids to steal their parents' money. It's very sad how manipulative that these creeps can get. Not only are they manipulative, but they will get outright abusive, too. They'll start making death threats to your family, even. Did either one of you see Kit Boga's video where he talked to Steve? Yeah, I saw the Steve stuff. He did that for a, a, quite a few, about two or three months, I think, at last, yeah. Right? Without giving away any spoilers, all we can say is that it was a pretty ugly video in terms of how the scammer reacted. Yeah. It started out that way, but it was, it was, it was, God was ruthless. Right? If somebody from Amazon or some government agency or whatever starts making death threats to your family, are you still going to take them seriously? Heck no. In terms of death threats or something like that, I mean, um, I can see where the elderly would be more worried about that, like when they call and say, well, your nephew or your grandson's in jail and needs this money, this amount of money sent right away to get him out of jail for court costs and stuff. Um, I can see where the elderly uh, would buy in that a, a lot quicker than, than than maybe, I don't want to say average person, that sounds really bad, but but uh, that's what they focus on anyway. It's like, it's like Chef said, it's the, it's, it's the elderly because they're easily convinced. Um, they're going to high-pressure you automatically, almost immediately. And these guys have nothing but time. That's why, you know, you see Trilogy and some of these people and Kit Boga and Scammer Payback, you see some of these people, they have conversations that have gone over a period of time of months. Because they have nothing but time. Right. This is true. They have nothing but time. It, it also shows how desperate some of these scammers are, too. Because if you can keep them on the phone... For, I mean, Dayo just did a, a bait not very long ago where he, he had a scammer on for several months. I think he went over a year, at least. And he was very patient with them, too. I don't know if it's a combination of they just taste that money or they're that when something's going on for six or seven months and they're just uh, talking to these people with the same pitch or if the scammers are just that gullible. I haven't quite figured out which one that it is. If they're gullible or they're just got a taste for that money that they're, they're open to have the opportunity to get or maybe it's a little bit of both. Right, because when as soon as they think that they have a remote opportunity to get even a little bit of money, that's enough for them to, to start becoming more enticed to keep going. It's very scary because they do, they have a huge hunger for money, as we all know. They will go to great lengths to get this money. And what what really happens is that once they know that they have a real victim on the hook right there, 
They're just going to keep going. They're not even going to stop. They're just going to keep going. It, it's sad. They're not going to give up very easily. Once they know that they're not going to get any money, usually because they find out somehow that they have been baited this whole time, then that's when the tables start to turn. Once they know that they have been they have been played with all this time, that they've been baited, the scammers start getting ugly. Then that's when you yeah. start seeing their ugly side. They Sometimes they're friendly, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're friendly as a way to keep the person on the line, to keep them from, from hanging up. Other times they'll be outright intimidating. They'll be saying incredibly nasty stuff towards them, like, I'm a, I'm a police officer, you need to do as I say. I'm not your friend. Quit talking to me and just do as I say or you'll be behind the bars. Behind the bars, as they say. That's how they, how they describe it. Their English is not the best. Right, yeah. and they're just and this is like any other call center like that that I've ever done. I mean, they don't get nowhere with you the first time you're not home. You're a lead. They're going to put you down as a lead and call you back the same day or the next, and they're just going to keep calling until they, you know, get to speak with you, get the point across, and um, and it's it, it, it's all it's all intimidation. I mean, that's that's that's, that's all it is. Yeah, they want to steal your trust. They will either try to intimidate you, or they will try to be real nice to you. Because, you know, people respond with kindness easily. And when when you intimidate them, cause them to hang up once they realize that they're, they're just being trolled by these scammers. I mean, who is seriously going to take somebody that vicious seriously? Especially when they're threatening you for money like that? And, in fact, let's go ahead and move into our next topic. Let's talk about these different types of scams that people need to be aware of in more detail and what people can do to avoid falling for them. Okay. So I would think, uh, based on what I, 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 I witness, is probably the, the top few of them are like, uh, uh, of course, I know I get them a lot, is probably the IRS stuff, the, the car rebate thing. Uh, the, some of the, the top pocket ones, Amazon, uh, purchase on the Amazon account, which 99, 98% of people probably have an Amazon account. It's, just, it's online purchase type stuff, I would think. Okay. I want to sum that up with something. Most scams, some of the scams aren't always online. Some are local, actually. Very true. So, like a construction scam, like a construction People mm -hmm. come to do work on your house or something, and you give them a payment, and they'll just run away with the payment. There's also, I heard of some that come to, come to people's houses, and they're like a fake utility, and they'll get access to your house. And while you're in the backyard looking at the power lines or something, someone else will come into the house and take their goods. So those are some other little scams that are going on that are local scams that people don't really talk about. I would love to mention that uh, when it comes to these local scams, Whenever somebody knocks on your door and they claim to be with a certain utility company, always ask them for their ID and also for their supervisor's phone number because anybody can go on eBay and buy a uniform for these utility companies and pretend to be from these companies. Yep. So it, it's, it's important to ask. In fact, uh, not too long ago, in fact, just last month, somebody from AT&T knocked on my door and they claimed they had to go into the backyard so they outright gave me their supervisor's phone number so that showed some legitimacy right there but what happens yeah. when they knock on your door and you ask them for this information and they don't give it to you that's when you need to go ahead and start being more weary chances are that person is not from that utility company yeah shows up some red flags right 
I also want to talk about the car warranty scam, too, because I personally almost fell for that a few years ago, not knowing it was a scam. I bought a used car back in 2020, and, of course, you know, when, when you buy a used car or a new car, you register it with the state, somehow your information ends up in the hands of all these mm -hmm. marketers. And not all mm -hmm. these marketers have good intentions, because many of them are, in fact, scam companies. So I got the postcard. It, it said that... I needed to call them to get my vehicle's warranty secured. And I, I thought it was legit at first. I didn't know it was a scam. I, I assumed it was from Honda. It was my mistake. You know, I have a Honda car. So yeah. I went ahead and gave them a call. And what seemed like it might have been legit ended up being just a sales pitch. They were hard selling me. They wouldn't take no for an answer. As soon as I heard what they were trying to offer me, a one-year warranty to make sure so-and-so is taken care of on your car, I knew it was a scam right then and there. They claim they're going to give you this and that, but all they're doing is just emptying your bank account, and mm -hmm. you're, you're giving them permission to bill your credit card every year for it. There's no, there's no insurance policy. There's no warranty. They just try to hard sell it to you. They won't take no for an answer. There's a sense of urgency, a huge sense of urgency that you have to buy this warranty or this insurance policy. It turns into a sales pitch. And then what it what ended up happening with me is that as soon as I realized it was a scam, I just hung up. There you go. And that's what and that's and I, and I just want to make a point for um, people out there and it cause this it's it's people have referred to themselves like this on, on uh me and Jay's show is uh that have been taken because we've had uh discussions with people that have been uh victimized by you know romance scams different types of scams you know money scams so mm -hmm. forth but they consider themselves as they feel stupid because they fell for it and these people it's not that you're a stupid person these people are professionally trained they're taking it, a, a, advantage of you i mean you said yourself you come close to going for one yourself and, and another good example of that um and i love the man it's how i got referred to trilogy was jim browning you, you know what happened to him a few months back where he lost his whole channel because of a google or a gmail scam for those of you listening who are not familiar with jim browning he is considered to be the grandfather of scam baiting he has gone to extreme lengths to expose these criminals to show the world what evil they're bringing upon us. I highly recommend checking out Jim Browning's channel. We need to create awareness. And one of the, one of the greatest ways to create awareness is to let people know about these channels. There's many of them. They're all educational, and they're also very entertaining to watch, too. And thing is, it doesn't matter how big or sm or small of a channel you are. Everybody's working for the same goal, and that's to help other people. Right. That's very. And true. that's just, no matter how many awareness you got. It's all just it's it's just it's just everybody's doing the same thing, and on the level of kindness, I, I think it, I, big or small numbers is at the same level of kindness. Is what I, in my opinion of that. Right. You you can't put a price on kindness. Nope. When it comes to scam baiting in general, many of the different baiters have a different approach to it. Some, some do prank calls. Some of them actually confront the scammers in person. Some of them hack into their computers. There are so many different ways that they, that they approach it. Now, of course, it's important to note that anybody who is considering into getting into scam baiting should not really try it at home because there are some legal repercussions to it as well. The best thing mm -hmm. that the average person can do 
would be to there's there's a couple of different things they can do. Warn your friends. You know, maybe start some groups on Facebook t warning everybody about different scams. Uh, I I have one myself called the Anti Scammer League, and of course, if you have the opportunity to go to resting homes and places like that, try to see if you can hold some free seminars for the senior citizens. Yeah, you know that, that's that's very that's very good idea. Actually, I've never seen that done before but that would be a that would be an awesome way to spread awareness because these these are the people that they're mostly mostly seeking out anyway right i was just going to say even if they're in a nursing home they have their own private phone lines they get just the exact same kind of calls that that any other any other person would they're not sheltered from that just because they're in a nursing home and it ain't like they're going through a switchboard or something. They have their own personal room, their own personal phone, and their numbers get out there just like ours do. Right, right. They yep. they get out there by some unknown means. And I do want to drop a tip here. Anybody who has who has home lines or have any type of landline in general, and even your cell phones as well, Make sure your numbers are not listed anywhere publicly because the white pages are still a thing and people's numbers are still getting listed in them. So if you want to avoid these types of uh, fraudulent calls as well as telemarketers in general, because many telemarketers do push scams as well too, make sure that your number is unlisted. How do you do that? Do a Google search for your phone number and see if it shows up in the search results. If you're getting multiple results showing that your phone number is listed here and there and your name is on it. You'll want to call your phone company and also check the individual directories you see your number listed on. Contact them and have it removed. Yeah, and there's always the, the do not call database, which a lot of us right now, they're, they're finding so many ways to, to bypass that. And a lot of it that they're doing still doesn't even apply to the database right now. Both my cell number and my office line are both registered for it, and I get lots of I get a lot of spam calls. Regardless of that, I mean, just in the past year alone, almost every call I got daily was from some sort of scam. And in fact, I wanna I wanna talk about some of these phone scams now too, because one of the most rampant ones right now is the Social Security Administration scam, where they claim that your name was tied to an abandoned Toyota Corolla or similar car full of blood and drugs on the south border of Texas. That's one... Mm -hmm. I want to talk more about that one because I do know a few people who almost fell for it and I stepped in at the right time to stop it. I want to mention this real quick, though, and I, I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with, uh, with this website. I found it out about it last year and maybe you can, you can put it in the notes later on. It's called FamilyTreeNow.com and it's a free website, and if you can, you can type your name, city, and state in there, and anything that's public on you, they don't charge for this. It will show uh, your telephone number, telephone numbers that of anybody that's lived at your address or is your relative, your previous addresses. They get this off from like credit scores and stuff like that. There's a way to get this off their website, but I'm just saying. This is just public information that anybody can get, and it really shocked me just how much there was. There was a number on there. I've been married 23 years, and there was a number on there from when me and my wife first got together with our very first phone number and where we lived at that time. So that's just really oh, just wow. the, the scary situation that's offered as a free, free service. And where do they get this information? Who knows? I mean, 
they know how many at least how many people live in your house if they got a cell phone or a private line or I mean, if you're curious about it, type your name in there. See if you're on it. If you don't want to be on it, there's a way to get yourself off of it, and it's all totally free. It's FamilyTreeNow.com. Wow, that's pretty scary. That's a very interesting tidbit that you shared right there. I want to make sure that everybody's aware of that, too, because if, if you don't want your personal information out there, you're going to want to make sure you scrub it from as many places as you can. One Google search can be very revealing about, about yourself. Sometimes I think Google knows more about you than you know about yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I want to drop some fraud fighting tips right here. One thing that you'll want to always remember is, and being that we are a web design company, when you're online and you're filling out forms and stuff for what you think might be legit, look up in the upper left-hand corner of your browser and look for that green padlock. If it says secure, you should be good to go. That means your connection is encrypted. That's called an SSL certificate. It ensures that the data that's being transmitted through the website is being sent securely. Now, if if you're on a website and you see a red padlock or one that says not secure, don't fill anything out on it. Your information will end up in the hands of many different unwanted people. And of course, you'll always want to make sure that you have some sort of VPN, a virtual private network going as well, too. The guys at Trilogy often recommend Surfshark, but there's many others out there that you can use, too, like NordVPN or TorGuard. That, that's a good point to look for that for that padlock on there, because even though it appears to you on your end that your private information is being starred out, it's very public. That's true. It is. I'm the opposite that you're sending it to. I mean, um, and I, I want to suggest, uh, for especially for older people uh, who, who may have this, you can go to uh, AARP.com website, and uh, there's a fraud link on there where it's got the, the map of the U.S., and you click on your state, and it'll uh, tell you a list of all the active frauds in your state, who's doing them, their contact information, um, what basically uh, the, the pitch is kind of so you can kind of familiarize yourself with what's going on in your area it's broken down by state I don't know if you can go by city uh, after you get into the state but uh, it's a good reference site to let you know kind of what's going around strong in your area it gives you the list of numbers and reports and people who have reported the site and so forth and if you get any scam calls you can also report it on that site as well and it goes beyond AARP it goes on Google, FBI.gov and so forth Thanks for sharing that I'm, I'm learning a lot of a lot of new things myself today talking to you about this. That is that is a very useful tool. And for those of you who are listening, you'll want to make sure that you take note of these websites because they will certainly help you out later. When it comes to scam uh, fighting or scam prevention, you're going to want to make sure that it never escalates to the point to where you're already getting up out of your seat and going to your car to drive to the store. I mean, you, you might say that it should never get to the point to where you send the money, and that's true, but... To, to, to stop it even further, it shouldn't. you should never even leave your house when you think you're being scammed. Don't go to the store to buy the cards. The moment they ask for gift cards or crazy amounts of money and it's an unsolicited call, automatically write it off as a scam. It should never get to the point to where you're at the store looking for the cards and then you're already in line getting ready to buy them. When you have a call and it's suspicious, stay home. Don't, don't leave the house to buy the cards. Right. If it's if it's something, I mean, 
phone numbers can be so easily manipulated these days. If you're getting a call from Amazon, PayPal, or something that you may have, you're familiar with, you've had it for years, you can either listen to what they have to say and, and hang up or hang up right away, but look it up, contact the actual site that is on the back of your PayPal card, your Amazon account, go to those official websites and say, I got this call, was this you or was it not? And they can also notate this information if you are getting scam calls from their company on your account, so that way they're also aware of it as well. When it comes to checking these things out, in addition to those steps, after you've called to verify if it was real or not, you'll also want to ask them if they have a fraud department that you could forward the information on. If you have the phone number of the person that called you, or maybe the email that they sent you, it, it would help to send it off to their fraud department so they can also investigate. But it's also important to keep in mind that, if, especially if it's a phone number, that they can change it. Scammers do call using throwaway numbers, using text now or other similar services. That way they can't trace the numbers back. It's, it's just like with gift cards. They always ask for gift cards because if you pay them with cash or if you pay them using your bank account or your debit card, it can be traced. But if you buy gift cards, they can't trace that back to your account. That's why they do it this way. They try to hide themselves. They're very sneaky about what they do in terms of trying to get the money out of you. They want to make sure that any transactions between you and them are untraceable. Yeah, they'll find a way. Whatever way they can, they'll do it. And another payment that they're asked for is starting to become a little bit popular is the Cash App. Yes. I mean, basically, I... I just had to sign up for to send my, my daughter some money recently, so I knew I was sending it to But basically, from what I got confirmation back, it's just an email saying, you sent this amount of money to dollar sign, at screen name, whatever, and that's it. And maybe, I think I may have got a confirmation number, which who knows if it's worth anything or not. I've looked on their website, and you have to dig really hard to get like an email help or a customer service number. It's just... It's a lot easier to manipulate than, say, PayPal, which has become pretty secure in terms of the way it used to be when they first started out. It's like the new, it's, they're like the new PayPal, basically. It's just, you send this person money, you get an email confirmation saying you sent this screen name person some money. They don't have to use their real name. They don't even have to put their real name, address, or anything like that. And, and, that, and that's um, just, it's basically just another form of right now, but increasable proof that you paid somebody something right. you may have a confirmation but where's it going to go to i mean confirmation numbers that, that doesn't mean anything don't mean that it actually exists or anything right speaking of cash app you'll want to watch out for cash flipping scams these are also popular on instagram too where they tell you you cash at me this amount i'll send you so and so like maybe they'll say you send me five hundred dollars i will send you $5,000. Those are automatic scams. Nobody should mm. ever uh, fall for those. Those are outright scams. Nobody's going to be that generous to give a total stranger that much money. Oh, for sure. And they do the same thing with crypto coins, too. Buy these many crypto coins and we'll give you twice as many back. Right. Be careful with that as well. What they're doing is that they're taking that scam and, and making different variations of it. So now it's now it's branched out into cryptocurrency, which is even scarier because many people are joining the train of cryptocurrency, the train of people who are on it. Yeah, to invest and try to make money, and they're trying and to take advantage of that. There's so many of these new cryptocurrencies coming out every day. There's always there's always something different called something else. 
in terms of um, the cryptocurrency. I mean, it, there's, there's, I'm not too familiar with it, I, but um, I, I just, from what I hear about it, I mean, on the news and so forth, and keep up with it. It's just, it, there, it's, it's kind, of, it can, it can be literally a here today you invest in a gone tomorrow type situation. It's an ever-changing industry. It, it's rapidly changing. It's a rapidly changing industry. And every day something new is happening in it. People really need to watch their backs more often in terms of, of things like that because it's how scammers take advantage of people. Scammers know who's keeping up with, with certain trends and, and whatnot. That's why, that's why certain scams are more popular now. If they see that cryptocurrency is hot right now, then they're going to tailor their scams to to target people who hold actual cryptocurrency. Or they may go after somebody who doesn't hold any at all and try to make them think that they do or try to offer them some. They might tell you, you send me $1,000 and I'll give you so-and-so in whatever cryptocurrency they're trading with. Yeah, we had a we had a guy from um, on our show about three or four or five weeks ago maybe. It may have been our third or fourth show that... Uh, it's part of the trilogy crew, and uh, who uh, he, he actually come on to talk, talk about another situation he got in, but uh, it was an Instagram situation with the whole crypto thing, and he got taken for some money as well. So it's there are legitimate ones out there, and, and that's how they make it believable. But there's also just you know there seems like there's a different type of coin-based currency popping up every day from what I read on, on, the, on the news. Scammers are becoming chameleons at that point. They're trying to blend in with, with actual legit people who are, who are just trying to conduct business every day. And that's what, that's what makes it scary. It's hard, it's hard to tell them apart these days. And it's not just with cryptocurrency. It's pretty much with any type of scam out there. I, I did want to talk more about scams where they threaten to arrest you if you don't pay a certain amount of money. And this goes back to the Social Security Administration scam I mentioned earlier, but it also goes with the IRS scam as well, too. They'll, they'll tell you that it was a mistake on your tax return, and if you don't correct it right now, that we're going to send a cop and have you arrested. Now, here's one thing that doesn't make sense. Why would the police call, why would they call criminals ahead of time and let them know they're coming to arrest them? Wouldn't that just give them a head start to run away and hide somewhere? Exactly. That's, that's <laughs> it. I'm not going to say that's exactly what I would do, but you know, I'm worry about that. But yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, why would they say, uh, well, we're going to be there in 15 minutes knocking on your door and you're going to be, you're going to be arrested. And that's what they say literally. Right. They'll intimidate you. They'll tell you if you don't correct this mistake or if you don't go to the store and buy these cards, we're just going to throw you behind the bars. Going back to the SSA scam, like what I said about the abandoned car, they tell you that your name's tied to it and there's an arrest warrant related to that car and if you don't buy the cards, they won't clear your warrant and therefore they'll have you arrested. And of course it does get very ugly at times. They will start getting very hostile towards towards their victim. They'll, they'll get really aggressive, tell them to buy the cards now or we're just going to come and arrest you. To all of you who are listening out there who have questions about this, whether or not it's real, it's always going to be fake. They're not coming for you. They're not going to arrest you. They're just trying to extort money out of you in the form of gift cards. Yeah, they're just trying to scare you. Exactly. And sadly, fear 
fear is is a is a big weapon that that many of these criminals try to use. And you know, it's not just in the scamming world. It's how it's how stores get robbed. It's how people get mugged on the street. And this is it's just really bad. It's it's getting worse. You're starting to see scams come in different forms. They always have a different script. They always change their name every time they call. They'll tell you their name is Mike Richards one day, and then they'll tell you this is Tom Tom Jones the next day. They they just keep making up all these different names, and it's usually the same guy changing his name every day. That's why I was. Uh, I don't know if you saw the the bringing Jim Browning up again, but I, I love Jim Browning. The, the Jim Browning video was the Disney Plus scam about yes. uh, where he got into the system, and literally they're doing like maybe ten, twenty different scams at a time. And all they do is just click on the name of the company or the scam or whatever, and their script pops up, and they go from there, which is always almost basically the the same anyway. But um, that, that that that's pretty. I mean, I had a, we had a Jay and I had a a scam baiter on our. Sh it was the last show we done before we took this break before Christmas, and um, we all we all, we all see where the the department stores and stuff about the gift cards are at least finally starting to put up warnings and so forth but uh we were uh i found out about uh, uh target had actually reimbursed someone a five thousand dollar charge for that she just got scammed out of on a gift card that we had found out from a scam baiter that had talked to the person and uh and uh and studied and followed up with the scam so that was really impressive to kind of see that because that's really not something you they kind of leave you out in the cold like oh well sorry you know there's nothing we can do much about it there's the sign we warned you you know so i was impressed with that for as far as target doing something like that but i was just saying i was impressed they were doing that though that they started doing that and i hope they continue to do it i mean at least as much as they can, because that was impressive that they would give somebody back just $5,000. That got scammed yeah, that out. Was, that's a good sign to see big companies doing that, for sure. Mm -hmm. I went to a, to my neighborhood Target about a few weeks ago. They have a huge gift card rack with no warning signs. I saw a christmas theme warning sign near the cash register that was most likely going to come down once Christmas was over, being that, it, you know, it was a christmas theme sign. And I find it ironic that, you know, that Target has cared so much when they didn't even put up any signs to begin with. I've been to a couple of different locations around here, and they don't have any signs up. So the thing is, is that it would have never happened to begin with if they would have just put up a sign. In fact, I've been, I've been looking at what different stores are doing to try to prevent scams from happening. Some stores have signs that are too small, and like we said earlier, a lot of elderly victims, they're not going to be able to read that, that tiny print they have on these little signs. Now, I would say the store that's doing the best job out of all of them is Walmart, at least over here, because they have signs, big blue signs, at every register showing, you know, they list out certain red flags. And it also says not to buy gift cards for somebody over the phone that you don't know. They actually try to make sure that the transactions for these gift cards are stopped before you know before it gets too far. Because once they get to that cash register, that's pretty much the point of no return right there. Once you buy the cards and you send them, you're out of your money. Exactly. And I said, my opinion on the gift cards is they're one of the greatest things that's ever come about, but they're also one of the most dangerous things that's ever come about. I agree. I definitely agree yep. with you. Same here. Now, 
There's also a scam that is related to not gift cards, but gift vouchers. And this is basically where they try to sell you a phony gift voucher over the phone. You'll get a call, and then when you answer it, the automated recording says, you are eligible to win a $100 free gift voucher to so-and-so store. Press 1 to claim your voucher. Press 2 to decline it. You press 1, then they, somebody answers the phone. They tell you you're eligible for this gift voucher, and we also have some sort of gift package we want to send you. And then they're like, if you don't want this, this gift package, you get to keep the voucher. We just need to bill your card. A dollar ninety-five or whatever. Now here's the thing: a dollar ninety-five may not be a lot of money, but when you agree to let them bill your card, you're also agreeing to let them bill your card on a monthly basis, and it'd be at random amounts too. It won't. Next time they yeah, bill your card, you yeah, mm -hmm. you you know exactly what I mean, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. And it's next month when they bill your card, it might not be a dollar ninety-five. They might take a hundred dollars from you next time, and you wouldn't know it. And the sad thing is, these people don't realize that they're agreeing to it when they say yes. They read the terms and conditions really fast to the point where you can't hear them. And then they, and then they hard pressure you into saying yes, do you agree? They hard pressure you into saying yes, I agree. And I think a lot of that is just they just the dollar ninety five. They like I said, they okay, no big deal, it's two dollars. But they use that amount to test to see if the card's good. And then on, on top of that, when they're they're recording your phone call, they get you to say yes, so they can use that for their own purposes later on. Right. That they can play it back. So right. yeah, that's also a common tactic, not only used with these with these gift voucher scams, but scams in general that occur over the phone. Where especially with these tech support scams, they try to get you to, to say yes, you agree, and sometimes they don't even tell you what you're agreeing to. They just have you say it. They'll kind of take it, edit it, and then they'll make it sound like that you agreed to something you never agreed to. They'll put it in a recording that has a bunch of different terms. Mm -hmm, yep. It's very deceptive. I wanted to ask y'all both, do y'all have any any other stories related to scams that, that you want to share, you know, related to victims? Or maybe you knew somebody else personally that, that might have gotten scammed or almost fell for it? Um, Not off the top of my head right now. No, other than people that we've talked to with the, with the show, we've had this. Uh, we've kind of had a variety. We've had this the, the the money scams, the romance scams, and the and the Instagram scams. Uh, but I mean, it all ends. But it all basically ends with the uh, same way. I we had one lady that was on our show, and I won't say her name right now because I don't know if I should or not. But she she had she was involved with I think it was like a almost a. A year-long romance scam she had with somebody that uh, she met up with. I think I remember it was either Facebook or Instagram. And um, but she she was she was a really smart lady about it. She asked him like some oddball questions because uh, he was claiming from he's from the United States and so forth. That I mean, you know, like um, one, Frosty one the Snowman. Who, who is Frosty the Snowman? And he's like, uh, you know. Stumped. Don't know who. I mean, you know who Frosty the Snowman is. We all know who Frosty the Snowman is. So she was. She was pretty smart about. It. Luckily, she didn't get taken. She was. She was a wise lady, and I was. I'm, and I was proud of her for coming on the show and telling her story. And and uh, you know, luckily not getting too wrapped up in it and so forth. It could have been. She got. It could have been a whole lot worse than what it was. So. Uh, 
But uh, she was really brave to do that, and I was really very proud of her and impressed with her. We can have more victims being saved, just like she was. Victims can save themselves once they know the red flags of a scam. And we've talked about many of them right now. Once you know the red flag of the scam, then you'll know when to back out and hang up the call. And then, of course, if you're if you're very creative, you can stay on the call just to waste their time so they don't call somebody else who's, you know, a legitimate victim. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, it, it accomplishes anything you do to waste their time or to go hunt them down like, like uh, Trilogy does, like Scammer Payback does, and a lot of those... And, or just shut their whole call center down. Anything you do, no matter how small or how big it is, it's still accomplishing the same person. It's saving somebody who could be making a call at that time to be getting scammed. Right. Every little bit helps in terms of scam baiting. If you're just calling to waste their time, that keeps them from stealing millions of dollars every every few minutes. They're rapid. We've heard in the calls, you, when, when you're on the phone with one, you hear a very busy call center in the background, and they're all reading the exact same script. And like you said earlier, the call centers, it's different scams all under one roof. And they rent out several floors of these call centers just so they could set them up like real call centers for legitimate companies. They look like real call centers for legitimate companies. The only difference is their intent. Real companies aren't stealing money from people. They are the scammers. True. It's very true, very true. Um and yeah i mean you can hear what's going on sometimes you can even hear them reading back off other people's credit card numbers when you're on the line with somebody and that's just it's chilling it's it when I, it's, it's scary yeah it makes me angry whenever i hear that and what makes me even more angrier is when i hear them when i hear them talking to the victims and i hear them shouting at them cussing them out and calling them names or making the occasional death threat that stuff is just blood boiling right there these scammers they will they will do anything they can to really rob someone i mean especially when it comes to elderly people who have all their life savings they'll they'll try to make sure they bleed them dry yeah i was just going to uh just say a couple of things about what you kind of can kind of do like um you know don't don't give out your don't give out personal information you didn't you didn't expect to give that you think they should already have like social security administration they should already know your social security number there's no reason for you to tell them that exactly um and you know if they're trying to pressure you to act immediately you know make that be a warning sign or they're telling you how to pay for a specific thing that's other other than an eyeball way with checks people still use those or a debit card if you're telling you to give gift cards like we've talked about already nobody's going to pay the irs with a gift card no or um or something like that and the best way to think you can do is if you're in doubt hang up the call call the legitimate company they're saying they're they're representing or put someone else on the phone uh that if there's somebody in your house or just hang up and and talk to someone about it Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh you know just nobody just because they call you doesn't say you have to talk to them right then and there I also wanted to mention that if if you hang up on a suspicious call, if time allows, you'll want to call the real agency that they're that they say they represent like immediately when you hang up the phone because you want to make sure yeah. that you report it while the number's still active. Yeah, and make sure you're taking notes of if you do talk to them, uh, like the the lady did uh, on the trilogy video. Take she had great notes 
that she could that she provided a trilogy with take those notes take down the phone numbers they tell you to call when to call them or what they said and give that to uh the legitimate companies because the every little piece of information they can turn that into their fraud department and it helps right every little piece of action that we can take will help will help fight these scams even more when it comes to certain types of scams like let's say i want to talk about business scams now too now, I, I, I do know somebody who was nearly scammed by a client committing check fraud. I also want to talk about my brushes with people pretending to be clients. And I'll start off with that one. And this is for all the business owners out there who may be listening. This scam targets anybody who owns a business. What they'll do is they'll send out an email. They're going to ask about certain services. They're going to inquire about certain services that your company offers. The emails are sometimes in in bad English, sometimes not. And they always ask about a service. They always ask if you offer a service that you obviously offer. It was meant, it should be mentioned on your website or on your Google My Business listing. Any place that people look you up, it should be obvious that you offer the service. You know, my company offers website design. I've gotten emails where people are asking, "Do you offer website design?" And yes, they should have known that just by looking at our website. And then the next thing to look out for is they're going to ask you up front, do you offer credit cards? That's a big red flag right there, too. Why are they asking you about the obvious? That should be a red flag right there. If they are asking you about the obvious, chances are yeah. it's somebody trying to do a money laundering scam. And here's how, and here's another thing to look out for too. If they want to pay several times more than what your services are worth, that's an obvious scam right there too. And chances are you're going to receive a fake check. I've seen videos about this. What they'll do is, let's say, and these are not my actual prices, let's say I'm only charging $300 for a basic website, right? You tell this to the scammer, and they're going to say, I'm going to send you $5,000, and I need you to keep some of the money and send the rest of this address. Now, this has never happened to me. This is just a hypothetical situation, but that's how it works. They're trying to bait you into money laundering, and what's going to happen is that once you take your cut of the money, your bank account is going to get, fl is going to get flagged for the fraud. You'll end up dealing with the feds and getting arrested. Nothing is going to happen to the scammer because this money never went to his or her account. The scammer will get off scot-free. They'll be long gone. They'll disappear, and you will be the one in jail. Speaking of business, we had uh, someone on, on the After the Shuffle show who uh, did a um – uh, I'm sure you probably heard of it, but it's first time I've heard of it. It was, it was like a, it was kind of a payroll scam where they asked her to buy all this blank check information, different fonts, had to be printed different colors. She had to buy a couple of different printers to make everything happen. And what her job was was to be mailing out paychecks to their clients, and she would get a percentage of that paycheck. But she was in turn left with all this equipment, money, and stuff she had to put into it, and the the blank checks and so forth. So that was something um, there'll be a gentleman we had on show whose aunt become a victim of that. And luckily, you know, he got to her soon enough to where she wasn't taken too bad. But that's one of the I've never really heard of that one before. Of you, this I haven't. I've actually heard of 
different variations of this scam. You've, you've successfully brought us into our next topic. I want to talk about job search scams, and they're all almost the same, but with different variations. Like the one you just mentioned, they all involve paychecks or, or just checks in general. That was a perfect example of one. And usually what, what these scams entail is they'll they'll send you a text asking you and I'll even pretend to be a big company. They'll they'll send you a text asking you if you're interested in doing a job for them. They'll use a big company name. And then people who agree to it, they'll send them without doing any work, they're gonna send you a check right up front. And usually it's going to be a fake check. They're not going to send you a real one. They're going to send you a check just to get started. They're trying to make themselves look legitimate by doing this. There's no actual job. They're just going to have you contacting people, collecting money from them, and then sending it elsewhere. Again, it just ties back into money laundering. That's all it is. It's not a job. They claim you're going to do so-and-so, but in reality, you're just doing money laundering. That's what's scary. They make it look like a real job when, in fact, it's a federal crime. That can get you that's, investigated by the FBI. That's exactly what it is. That's how this this uh, gentleman's aunt found her job. And and when it comes to this online job stuff, I think uh, I don't mean a popular search engine. Uh, it can be your best friend or your worst enemy because, but well, you know, people these scammers pay top dollar for ads for their stuff to pop up. Of whatever it is, you know, you're searching for online jobs or you're searching for Best Buy customer service. They pay to have their numbers that they've mimicked to show up at the top. I would just recommend don't don't click on anything that says ad because people can pay to have their number with the same name. And I don't think they should be doing that. Scroll down a little bit or just go directly to, for example, BestBuy.com itself. Um, don't, don't rely on, on your search engine information because that's just monetary payment for their, their 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 search to get up there right at the top. It's not necessarily going to be legitimate just because it's the first thing that pops up on a, on a search engine. Search engines are a, are a mixed bag of different results. It, it is sad because a lot of legitimate companies do use these search engines paid advertising platforms. These scammers ruin the images of these businesses when they do that because now it leads everybody into thinking that everything that says ad next to it is most likely a scam. They're going to be cautious about it. And that's, that also hurts legitimate businesses who do use these platforms to advertise. And they spend a lot of money to advertise up there, too. It, it is sad that people people fall for scams easily like this, too. Because a lot of those those top results that say ad, the ones that are true scams, you click on that, and chances are it's going to lead you to a fake website. In fact, a Pleasant mm-hmm. Green did a video about this. Alexa support. And, yes. and I'm sure you all may have seen it. But what happens is that the scammer set up a website, and it's really detailed. It looks like that they legitimately want to help you set up your new Alexa. Only to find out that it's just another tech support scam. It's not Amazon. I mean, if you need help with, with such a device, you just need to go to, their, to the actual company's website. You know, Amazon makes Alexa, so you would go to Amazon support. You wouldn't go anywhere else. Just like if you if you need help with Windows, make sure that if if you click on a link for Windows help, it's Microsoft and not some not some phony looking website. They will dress their websites to look like they're the real thing. They'll put the Microsoft logo on it and stuff. Sometimes they'll even copy the actual website's layout almost exactly to, you know, the color scheme, the buttons, the navigation. But when you look in the address bar, 
you'll see that that website is not Microsoft. It has some weird-looking address on it. That's how you know it's fake. you got to look at the top for that stuff. Right, and I, that's, what, that's what I was really kind of saying. I wasn't trying to say, like, you know, companies paying for ads so they can help their business is necessarily the wrong thing. I was more or less saying that the search engines should really do more of a better job filtering what's fake and what's not before the, the, it seems like they're just taking the money and throwing it up there. It's... I, I definitely agree with you on that. It, that's where the money is. There, it's probably more of a focus on on you know monetary gain for the parent company versus actually putting legitimate content in those ads out there. Right. Another job search scam. Then this one is extremely common too. Pyramid schemes. What happens is that with these companies, they'll pretend that they're hiring. They'll tell you to come in for an interview and dress nicely. I mean. That's a given right there. They shouldn't have to tell you to dress professionally or bring copies of your resume. And then when you show up, you find out it's all for a pyramid scheme. They're just trying to get you to, to sell certain products. They're going to try to get you to recruit your friends, try to sell to your friends and family. And then you find out that all the money that you actually make, if you make any sales at all, is going up to the top and you're not pocketing any of it. They have you busy working hard trying to sell these shady products to, to, to whoever you can. And then when you actually land a sale, all your commissions go straight up the pyramid to the people at the top. You do all the hard work, the people at the top do no work, and they pocket all the money. And most of the time the products you're selling are a scam. Yeah. Yeah, you're basically doing their job for them. They just sat back and, and, and rake in the money, like you said. It's not only that they that they rake in the money, but it's also the fact that the products they're pushing out are usually scam products to begin with. You know, the best thing to do when it comes to job searching is don't rely on online job boards. I know it's it's easier said than done, and that some people do, some people can't. You know, they don't have the option. But networking is the only way you're really going to get a good job. If you know somebody who works at a certain company, that's going to be your easiest way to get in the door. Hiring managers, they look for they look for internal contacts first, and then they put job boards at dead last. They're almost no priority at some companies. So I, I really hate to say that, but the only way to avoid falling for job search scams is to try to find a job without using a job board. You have to network, and it's not easy for some people, I understand. It's sad that that's, that's how the worry of the world works right now. The job search scams are really serious, too. We don't hear too much about them, but if you do your Google search for job search scams, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. It's either these money laundering scams or these pyramid schemes that are preying on job seekers. Mm -hmm. the, the pyramid scheme scam, they'll even pretend... Mm -hmm that they have an opening available for something in your line of work. Or they'll tell you that it's a customer service job. They'll tell you we need people to do customer service for our company, and your resume looks like it's a, it was a good hit. The only reason why we're calling you instead of emailing you is that your, your email address did not load properly on your resume. See, they'll, they'll, they'll tell you all this BS right here. They're going to make it sound really convincing, and then when you show up to the interview, it ends up being a recruiting scheme for their little scam they're trying to pull. So they can get you to sell stuff on commission you're not even going to get to keep. And you scam people to get such commissions. It's not a job. It's just deceptive. I, I really wanted to bring that up because people don't talk about it as much. 
When people are scam baiting, they don't bait these scammers. They're baiting all the other types of scammers that we've been talking about. And that's still a good thing, but we still need to make some awareness about these job search scams because these people just want to make a living. They don't have money to spend to begin with. And oftentimes, they're either trying to get you tied in some illegal activity or in terms of the pyramid scheme scams, they want you to pay something up front, money that you don't even have to begin with, hence why you're job searching. It's just really shady. It's very inhumane, and it makes me mad just thinking about it. I mean, I get enraged just thinking about how they try to prey on people who don't have this money to spend to begin with. It's sickening. And, and that's a good point because right now in the situation we're in with the, the, the pandemic and so forth, the, 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 those type of scammers are really relying on the online jobs. Because people are wanting to get stuff they can do from home. Or right. I assume they can do, do do from home. So they got a, a wide open field to, to do that right now. And that goes back to what I said earlier about how scammers are turning into chameleons because they're blending in with legitimate stuff and making themselves look real. Yeah, that's true. Prior to the pandemic, job search scams were easier to spot because work from home jobs, you know, they were indeed a scam. But now, because working from home is such a a hot thing right now, and it still is. Mm-hmm. How do you know what's legit and what's not? It's hard to tell now. It makes it harder for the honest job seeker who just wants a legitimate job, right? But you have people that are desperate for work right now because they may have lost their job because of the situation we're dealing with right now, and they're looking for something. They need something else. Right. That's So that's just preying on them. The scamming world is full of the kings and queens of deception. Their job is to prey on these people try to swindle as much money as they can out of each person and then just and then spend it on whatever buying buying these huge mansions fancy cars and whatnot and it really is sickening what they try to do to these people and they don't care they don't care they're, they're just stealing money from strangers people that they never met and they think it's okay some some of these scam bosses they think they think of themselves these huge big shots they think that because they stole a million dollars in a week, there are these big shots that everybody should be worshiping and kissing their feet. That's what's that's yep. what's sickening. They think of themselves as these big celebrities. Yeah, definitely. Now, let's let's go ahead and close the show by talking about some tips that people can use in general to keep their information from being stolen. Now, going back to scams, the first thing they can do is always remember whenever a company asks for your social security number or your credit card number, they're only going to ask for the last four digits. They're never going to ask for the whole thing. If they ask for the last four digits to confirm, that's good. That shows that that that's legitimate. But if you're buying something over the phone from them, chances are if they're going to use the last four digits of that card already. But a customer might want to use a different card. In that case, they're going to ask for the full number. Other than that, it's always going to be the last four digits. And no company's ever going to ask for your full Social Security number like that. It's always going to be just the last four only. Yeah, definitely. And if something sounds too good to be true, it usually is. That should always be on the back of everybody's mind. I see a lot of deceptive commercials on TV, on the Internet, and some of them just sound way too good to be true. I mean, just this past month in December... The Medicare deadline came to a close, and all I saw were endless commercials that were incredibly predatory, preying on elderly people to get them to go to these websites and stuff, to sign up for these 
for these scam Medicare plans, and that was another thing that made me really mad, too, because they all sounded too good to be true. They used famous faces to, to lure them in and make them look more legitimate. Always remember, do your due diligence. Do your homework. Make sure that you check everything. Whenever you're in doubt about something, put on your detective hat and research Research till your fingers are numb. Research till, you're, till you have nothing left of your fingers. Research, research, research. Look into everything. Never assume anything is right. Never make uh, false assumptions. Always do your research to try to figure out the absolute truth to the best of your ability. And, you know, elderly people who need help with this, they should have family that can help them. You know, maybe they could go to the nearby senior center and they can help them out too. The local library will help you out. There's a lot of resources you can use. Yeah, definitely. Going back to what you said earlier, check to make sure your public information, like your home address and your phone number, is not listed online in these endless directories. Yeah, if, if, if people hear that, or you, you put in your show notes or whatever you're doing, definitely check that side. You'll, you'll be amazed at how much information they have on you and your family in terms of phone numbers, addresses, where they live. It's, it's, it just don't seem right, but it's totally legal and fair somehow. Right. And it's, it's all free. It's not a subscription-based service. It's, it's, just, it's just all free. These websites and these tools that you've been mentioning will definitely help put an end to all this fraud. I mean, we can only do so much. I mean, it won't, it won't put an end to identity theft in general, but it'll definitely help people become more aware. It'll help them stay safe out there. These tools are out there to protect people for a reason. Fraudsters are more common than we think. Another safety tip that I wanted to mention is when it comes to your driver's license or your ID, never give it to anybody who is not entitled to see it. I mean... If you're being pulled over by a police officer, of course you got to show your ID, but I'm talking about, let's say you are, let's say you're in the store and you're trying to buy something. Maybe you see one of those shady salesmen who's trying to sell you a product you don't want. And they do this, like Walmart has, has stands near the electronics department trying to sell certain products, you know, certain services, mm -hmm. which I will not name, but they're trying to get you to sign up for plans for this and plans for that. If they ask you for your ID... Don't show it to them. They don't need to see it. And it's not just it's not just with salespeople and telemarketers. Don't don't show it to security guards either. They're not police officers. I remember I had an experience ten years ago when I was in college. I wandered into an area that I didn't know was restricted, and the guard asked for my driver's license. The security guard is not a police officer. He has no right to know where I live. Or what else I'm doing. I just gave him my name, uh, you know, just so he would get off my back. And then he let me go. He wanted my driver's license, but I showed him my school ID. What I'm trying to say is that never, ever show your driver's license to somebody who is not entitled to see it if you don't have to. People don't need to know where you live. People don't need to know what you're doing here and what you're doing there and stuff like that. It's private information. Security guards, telemarketers, you know, people like that. It's none of their business where you live. They don't need to see your driver's license. This is true. Or your social security number or anything like that. Exactly. And, uh, if I can, Christopher, if I can do a, a, shameless, a couple of shameless shout-outs, would you allow me to do that? Of course. I just want to thank everybody who's supported uh, After the Shuffle like they've done. Uh, 
and the other scam baiters who've helped us get to where we're at now that are continuing to do so, uh, like yourself and, and some others that we've had on. But if you could just uh, go check us out, uh, we're going to be starting back up live hopefully fairly soon. Our website is up. It's aftertheshuffle.com. We're uh, working on that, but it's live if you want to uh, trigger around that. And the uh, shows are on YouTube under my screen name for right now, Face Down Tragedy. And I also want to give a shout out for some uh, one of my good friends, uh, Cora. She's on YouTube at Cora's at her corner. She's a trilogy member, and she does some, some great characters, some great scam baiting. If you'll um, check her out, she's up and coming. And uh, and I, I, I pretty much I, I'm I'm liking these uh, these scam baiters. She's improved so much since she's first started a few months ago. And I just want to give a promise to give a shout out to her at Cora's at her corner. Nice. And I appreciate you letting me do that. We will now use this time for all final thoughts. And do you guys have anything else you'd like to say before we close the show? I mean, just thanks for letting us be on. We appreciate it. And we want to return the favor to you. So have you all speak with us and cover some similar topics if you're up for that. Uh, Yes. uh, I do plan on having you guys back for some future shows. And I, I would also like to thank you guys for taking this time to join us on the show. I've learned a lot from you guys, and, you know, we, we've been friends for a while. All three of us are huge fans of Trilogy Media and Jim Browning and several of these other scam baiters, and the most important thing I learned from being part of the scam baiting community is that not only are we helping people by creating awareness, we all have big hearts. We all want to see other people out there stay safe. We don't want scammers to win. We don't want them to... Try to. We we just want the game to end. We don't want to see scammers out there taking all this money. We're all very close. We're like a family. I met some of the best people in the world just through the Trilogy Media Squad, and I feel that things are just going to keep getting better and better from here on out because we have a pretty dangerous team of scam baiters out. There. I don't, I don't see how scammers can win. When we have people going out there making sure victims are getting refunded, making sure that victims aren't buying the cards in general, there's just so much going on. And I wanted to use this podcast episode in general to help bring more people into the scam baiting family. I'd like to see more people following these channels so they can educate themselves and save their friends and family. Because it's not if, but when one of your friends or family members becomes a victim of a scam, or almost becomes a victim of a scam, I should say. Yeah, or if that already happened. It's, it's happened more times than we think. It's a very scary world out there. As long as we're all educated on these topics, you know, a little knowledge can go a long way. Always remember that. A little knowledge can save somebody's life tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And once again, I'd like to thank you guys for joining me on the show. Do you all have any, any uh-huh. other uh, remarks you'd like to make or any other questions you have? No, I think I'm good. I appreciate you for having us on. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show, man. And I appreciate you guys for joining me as well. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of the CDG BizCast. Please check us out for our next episode. We do episodes bi-monthly. Everybody have a great day now. Thank Chris. You have me not, buddy. Appreciate it. You too. Bye, everybody. Stay safe and stay positive. Love you. See you next time. Much love. Thank you for tuning in to the show, everybody. Those were my guests, Chef Jay and Face Down Tragedy of the After the Shuffle podcast. We thank you very much for checking out this episode of the CDG BizCast.